Welcome back to the VSP, the video selling podcast. I am Rob Rashute and I have Kyle Patel with me. Say hi, Kyle. Hello. And Kyle and I got to spend uh, a little bit of this week together. Uh, For anyone that doesn't know, Kyle lives out in Chicago. I live in Tampa. So while we talk together every day uh, at work, uh, virtually, uh, we don't get to hang out and and, uh, actually see each other physically all that often. So um, uh, it was Yeah, man, it was fun. It was a lot of fun in Miami. Yeah. Do you want to share where we went? Uh, we, I mean, we, we went to Hard Rock Stadium, obviously, because we saw the Miami Dolphins, um, and that was a lot of fun. We went to a Dolphins game, crowd was awesome, game was actually great, um, and it was a lot of fun. Then we went to South Beach, spent a little time, we had to go to South Beach, right? It was my first trip to Miami, so, you know, I had to visit South Beach for a little bit, um, and we had some fun. Yeah, what a great town, and, you know, a great team, the Miami Dolphins, and we got to train their sales reps and also the Miami open sales reps. And, you know, I didn't know That's about right. open. Did yeah, you? I didn't either actually. Sorry. Yeah, totally, man. Uh, such a cool event. Um, and I actually might go, I've been thinking like I, when I came back, I want to go back to Miami and I think I might go back for that. I'm interested. I want to see if the rumors are true. It sounds like it's a really big party and a really cool event. And I've never been to a tennis match or tournament. Me either. Me either. No, I want to. So seems like a good one to start. So, you know, we had a really great success story that we should share, you know, while we were there training the reps on one mob, uh, helping them make videos. We kind of workshopped the rest of one mob on, you know, building those pages. Um, And by the end of the day, before we even left, one of the reps came up to us and said that they had just closed a 10K deal. So, uh, you know, that's an awesome way to, to end an onsite. Amazing story. Yeah, like <laughs> recorded a video, walked through a suite, right? Just kind of showed the space um, to somebody who was thinking about buying it and put them in the experience, right? Um, sold the experience. Just awesome example of just how to do a quick video. She wasn't even in it right? She just recorded it and kind of narrated it, made it personal still talking about the little details that they had talked about in their conversation. Um, Really great use case, Uh, really cool. So yeah, we'll have to share that. And and I think we will be sharing it with everyone. So keep an eye out for that if you're, you know, a OneMob user um, and try it out for yourself. But today we have a really great episode with Mr. Kurt Shaver, uh, Chief Sales Officer at Vangresso. And I think you know people will really enjoy this episode because Vangresso is all about digital sales and digital content. And although that's you know a wide variety of different solutions, video is one of them. And so Kurt really spends a lot of time with just people on the front lines every single day, right? Helping them do videos, helping them think about video, helping you know people who run with it and take it right away, and you know just shoot off the ground with video and are recording and sending videos on day one. But then he also talks to people who maybe don't do that, right? Are a little bit hesitant or don't even want to get it on camera in the first place. And he helps people walk through that and, you know, work through that. So that way they can benefit from this trend in video, right? Because people want to watch videos. So if you can get comfortable with it, then, you know, you can really benefit from the trend. So I think he really brings a really cool perspective and experience just having had a ton of those different conversations. Um, And people will really learn a lot from, 
you know, he's going to come on our show, Rob, like he's going to come on the video selling podcast and share that experience with all these folks. So yeah, really excited. And I guess without further ado, let's jump in with Mr. Kurt Shaver, Chief Sales Officer at Pengressa. So yeah, my name is Kurt Shaver. I'm the Chief Sales Officer and a co-founder of Vengresso. Vengresso is a digital selling and consulting training company that was formed a little about uh, two and a half years ago from the merger of four of the country's top uh, digital selling and digital marketing content experts all came together to kind of make this this super team and scale both in terms of the capabilities that we offered to vendors as well as uh, the geographic footprint with, with a nationwide team. So under that banner of digital selling skills, there's primarily two practices that we really help corporate sales teams on. Well, one of them would be social selling built around prospecting and content sharing over social networks like LinkedIn and Twitter. And the other one is digital video where we're focusing on here and all the, we're a user, we're a uh, recommender, we're a implementation partner with OneMob. So we use it a lot in our own selling efforts as well as teach our clients how to leverage video for sales. Great. So yes, we have a great relationship with Vingresso. Love what you guys do. And I always compare you guys to like one of these like super rock bands where you take like the best of the best and put them all together. And that's kind of what you get with Vingresso as far as like social selling. You guys really kind of know what's going on. If, if anyone does not follow Kurt or the rest of the Vingresso crew on LinkedIn, I am always looking at their posts. Kurt, you want to like give a shout out to your LinkedIn uh, community? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we, we, we practice what we preach, right? So the last, last year we had a combined social reach of 98 million people that were, wow. touched, you know, through our social reach, which is oftentimes, mm -hmm. well, dwarfs really all of the, all of the traditional sales training companies, many of which have been around for 40 years and are you know, 20 times our size. So we do two podcasts a week. We do two blogs a week. We've posted 180 YouTube videos in the last 12 months. So we're, we're big believers in the um, content and using the inbound marketing content to share that information. So uh, I'd encourage any listener to definitely either follow LinkedIn, the company page on uh, or connect with me or, you know, subscribe to our YouTube or any of those sources if they like to get little tidbits of the latest digital selling news. Yeah, always, you know, super helpful posts, really practical kind of stuff that you can use. So definitely go check out Kurt, go check out Vingresso and their content. Um, always very helpful. So what about, you know, video and one mob? We're supposed to be talking about video selling here. So when did you, I'm curious, when you started using video, when you started using OneMob and you know why video is important to you? And I know that's a couple of questions wrapped into one, but I'm curious kind of what your perspective is. Yeah, so I started using it, uh, again, I'd say really when we formed Vingresso two and a half years ago, that's when we started to use it. And again, it's kind of under that banner that there's, there's more to digital selling than, than just social. Um, mm -hmm. So video 
is the biggest piece of that non-social network oriented digital selling. So started using it about two years ago. I mean, I think there's three big things that, that I love about it. You know, the first one would be that it's, it's novel, right? It's novel. And when you're, it's harder than ever in B2B sales to reach busy decision makers, right? The response yeah. rates of uh, telephone calls and emails continue to drop every year. You know, they're, they're, they're around that two and 3% mark. And so you need something that's going to differentiate you. And um, I, I just read actually this morning, I just looked at this study from sales loft and they said that, that video if there's a video in an email, right? SalesLoft is the cadence, sales cadence uh, software. Mm -hmm. So they, uh, from a study, they said that video increases the reply rate to emails by 25%. So that was a study of 134 million emails and 3.3% of them or 45 million had a video in it. So if you talk about, it's hard to reach people, but you can do something that's going to increase the reply rate by 25%. You know, then, then, then I'm all in. I'm all in for my sales force and I'm all in for teaching our clients how to do it to increase response rates. So number one would be just that novelty for breaking through with something different. Um, the second thing I would say why I love video in the sales process is because, you know, guys, over the last... 30 years has been a huge macro trend from shifting from expensive outside field salespeople into less expensive and oftentimes more productive inside salespeople. So we, we've yep. all known that and it's been um, fueled by the, the technology advances of both telephone and the internet to, to, for inside sales pieces. But when you think about it, you know, I mean, sales, sales is about no liking and trusting. It's about rapport. It's about relationship building. And if you take the human element, well, if you take certain human elements out of it, right? If you take if you take face to face, if you take personality, if you take expressions all away from it, then you are diluting the power. And if you if you only are leaving your inside sales team with text through an email, right, or voice, either whether it's a live conversation or a voicemail, then then you're really robbing. I mean, the, the, the sales team, your sales team is playing with one hand tied behind their back. I mean, you know, 75 years ago, Dale Carnegie said the, the most important thing in selling is a smile. So if you got text and a voice, you've just taken away the most important thing in selling. So I think that the ability to add a personality and for people to see you and, you know, put a face with a name um, and smile and put some humor in that and your own little personality, I think is huge in that sales rapport building requirement. And uh, the last, the, the last of the big three reasons why I love video for sales is, and this is, this is, I think kind of maybe particular, the first two are generic. The first last one is I think particularly one mob as a tool is really, really good at that is the Trojan horse factor. So what I mean by Trojan horse factor is of course, based on the mm -hmm. ability to track, to, to, to track viewers of a piece of content. Um, again, in an increasingly inside sales driven world, even if you're not in inside sales, but it, in an increasingly inside sales driven world, it's very common as the B2B buying committee continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger every year, 
right now. Now people, you know, right now the statistic is something like seven point eight people on the the typical B two B buying committee. As a buying as a buying committee gets bigger every year, and is the the, the likelihood that you're actually going to go walk in and present to the committee reduces because either you're on an inside sales team in Utah and you're calling on Boston. That might be one reason. Or the other reason might be that the prospect says, Oh no, 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 no vendors meet with the committee. I, I have, I will present, you know, your champion, your point of contact says, I will present your proposal to the buying committee. Right. So you're shielded. So you know, in that's in that situation, being able to at least tee up the proposal through your own voice with a video and say, Hey, you know, this is what's important on page seven has this, pay attention to this, this, then at least you get to deliver, you get to tee it up in your own voice. And then what happens is, and many times your point of contact, maybe you only know of one person on the committee, you send them a one mob, you've got your little description, the proposal right underneath it and the various content pieces you can add on that page. Then all of a sudden they start sharing it around the buying committee and you can see from a tracking standpoint, you know, who's opening up. So if it says, you know, uh, Jay Smith at xyzco.com, well, what do you do right then? You, you, you go to LinkedIn and you go look up the prospect company and you look up all the Jay Smiths and you see, oh, what, uh, you know, one of them is the janitor, the other one's the chief financial officer. So chances are pretty good if you've got a $500,000 quote proposal on the table to these people that it was probably the CFO that looked at it. <laughs> Hopefully, right? Not, not hopefully, right? Hopefully, not guaranteed, but hopefully. And so <laughs> that, that, that insight, you know, this is, this is, to me, this is the behind the curtain part of one mob, but I, but to me, it's actually the most powerful is, is that it, that's why I call it, it's like this Trojan horse idea. It's going to reveal to the uh, seller sender who is looking at that. What pieces of content are they absorbing? Did they go back to, uh, a proposal or a video clip of a customer testimonial, or, um, you know, maybe it's a case study you had attached there because of the ability to uh, append the video itself. Uh, really, you create a landing page that can have whatever content you want on it. It's, so, it's just sort of um, the lead piece of content is typically that video. So those are the things I like. It's the novelty to break through. It's the personality of the person to build relationship. And it's that Trojan horse aspect, aspect, which often reveals who's on the buying committee and lets you plan a much more sophisticated strategy. Yeah, I, I love all three of those, Kurt. This is Kyle, by the way. Um, I, the first two, I think, are true for any video, right? Like in general. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why it succeeded on social media and, you know, in all these other forms. Um, uh, it is novel. It's, it's what people want now. Um, and you can really let your personality shine through. Like there's only so many emojis that you can use in an email, I always <laughs> think, you know, um, to like get your mood across or, or set a tone, if you will. Um, but you can easily do that in video. Um, so I love those two. The third one, I actually want to quickly just kind of unpack because that, that, was, a, that was a big one. I, I love that kind of uh, analogy to the Trojan horse. Um, I, I position it as kind of lead with content, or, sorry, lead with video, close with content. Right, because video is what gets people hooked, um, specifically from a sales standpoint from email. Right, like we're still uh, emailing a lot, and it's still a, a universal way to get at, get to folks. We can, you know, more or less even guess people's email address nowadays for the most part, um, and you can send somebody an email. 
So video tends to be that hook, get, get, get somebody in the door, right? Um, and then hook them. And then all that other content, like you said, helps move that deal forward. The idea that I wanted to bring up also was that there's so much content out there, and I wanna just get your thoughts on this, is that you know content is king. So there's a lot of content. And now for buyers and prospects, like there's just so much for them to potentially absorb. And I think it's so much more important for now sales folks to also consider themselves as the curators, right? They don't necessarily, not everyone has to create content. I think it's great if you have a blog or if you do create content, I think that's awesome, do that. But I think everyone can be a curator from the content that's already out there now um, in their sales process. And by doing that, you help deliver a, the message that you want when somebody else might be pitching you to that buying committee or when you're not in the room and having that video obviously gives you that chance to pitch even, you know, with more passion and more personality, but just kind of being that person who gets to curate the content itself from all of the stuff that's out there, I think is just really important for uh, folks to think about uh, as they go through this, these cycles. Do you, what do you think, Craig? Well, I, I completely agree with you on the emphasis for, for a B2B seller on curation over creation. Um, even though we're you know, a big into the whole um, social selling uh, aspect and, and, and I even have some, um, I guess, disagreements, certainly with some other experts and even some of my partners on this. As an old VP of sales myself, I, I side with most of the BP sales we talk to, which is like, I don't really want my B2B salesperson fo like worried too much about creating content. I mean, you know, I, they don't need to be a thought leader and speaking on stage and, and asked to do that type of thing. But yes, I, so I completely agree. The emphasis in the, in, for a B2B seller really should be on the curation and playing that role uh, of an editor on behalf of their customer. As you said, there's lots of content out there and what you want to do is, is, is make it easy for your buyer, your, your prospects to say, hey, these are the two or three things that I think are really the most important for you. And that, that's a huge value uh, as people are trying to sift through this volume of content, figure out what is important and what is not, right? If they can rely on yeah. that salesperson to feed them the, the two or three things that they can absorb in 10 minutes rather than spend an hour waiting through the, the flood, then, then that alone becomes a big benefit yeah absolutely and that's a great way to, to to kind of look at it from a value standpoint as well um uh, uh justifying taking that time from the salesperson standpoint to curate that content you're saving a ton of customers a lot of time um, in their in their uh decision making um so i love that is there now back to kind of video is there anywhere that you're seeing having you know talked to a lot of different organizations about video and even different uh, 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 folks that are in different stages of their, you know, uh, uh, cycle or in different stages of their, you know, careers. Is there anywhere that you're seeing video is really kind of sticking as like a must have use case or, you know, like if every, if you thought about one place to use video, um, and maybe it's a couple, but is there any, you know, area in the cycle that you're really seeing stand out or any use cases that are kind of coming up over and over? You know, it's it's really used all, all throughout the sales cycle, really. I mean, I think that uh, if we look at some of those things I was talking about, the, the novelty and the personality piece of it, 
plays to the beginning of the sales cycle as a lead generation piece. You're trying to get somebody's attention. Um, the last idea when you're starting about tracking and seeing who's on the org chart or the buying, buying committee rather, um, you know, that tends to be a little bit further down the sales funnel, you know, getting you close to the decision and the close, hopefully. So I think that it, it can play in different parts of the sales cycle for sure. And it just, it, it depends on the, it comes down to what's the message that you're delivering yeah. to be appropriate for the right part of the sales cycle. I mean, it can actually, um, you know, we focus a lot really on, on one-to-one messaging for the use of the sales pe- people. But of course, I mean, they can also use it in a one-to-many. They can use it in a, uh, let, let, let's say rather than I'm sending it to somebody in an email, it could be certainly a social post on LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, but that's really, you know, more of a marketing or a one-to-many or a, an awareness creation uh, type thing that's building kind of that visibility and credibility. It's not, I, I don't really consider it like in the sales cycle yet until you've actually are having a conversation with a individual prospect. Cool. So I got a good question for you, Kurt. You, you do a lot of coaching for sales reps. If I am an inside sales rep, and you know, I'm just not comfortable with the concept of video. It's not something that I'm going to be into doing, but I've committed to make one video message that gets out there either on social media, mass email, anything like that. What would you suggest like that one message that I do is? Hopefully, it, and it triggers a series of events that forces me to realize that I need to do more. But what would you suggest as that one type of uh, content or video? Put out so yeah, so um, you know, so when we do when we do training on selling with video for people, we we have a a list of sixteen different um, situations, right? Sixteen different situations. So we're going to help them script around those those so that they build their repertoire and kind of put it together. But you know, if I if I was forced to pick uh, one of those sixteen. Um, the one I would go with really would be um, an introductory video. And when I say introductory video, you're, you're really trying to introduce two things. You're trying, you're, you, well, you are introducing two things there. You're introducing yourself and you're introducing your company. And you want to, in the scripting of that, you want, you want to tie the two together. Like why, what is it about your background, your personality, your interests and passions, right? That, ha- that, that, that resulted in you working for this company. Where's that alignment and what they deliver to clients, um, so like in my case, right, I would say something like, um, hey, I'm the chief sales officer of Ingresso. Ingresso is a company dedicated to uh, advanced digital selling techniques. And the reason that's important for me is throughout my whole career, I've always been at the forefront of using whatever technology was available to uh, advance and accelerate sales success. And these days, it is social networks and video, right? Those are the new things. That's the cutting edge that, that, that people are going to gain a competitive advantage on that they don't know that much about where they need the most help. And so that's why I'm part of Ingresso. That's what I do. That's what the company do. Would love to talk to you guys about it. So I would say, you know, it's that introduction, again, of the person, because you want the personality to come through, but you also want to give them basically an elevator pitch of like, what does the company do for clients like them? Yeah. And I totally agree with that. I was thinking, um, you know, more along the lines of like an email signature, but those can almost be one in the same. It's one of yeah, these exactly. things. Like, 
Like I I know how to talk about myself. I should know how to talk about my company. I can make a 30 second video on that pretty easily. Yeah. And, and to your point, Rob, that, that one I described, uh, is sort of, is kind of versatile because it it could absolutely fit in the email signature. So everybody gets an email from you, has an opportunity to see it. Um, it could go when someone says, um, Hey, send me a little info. I don't have time right now. Send me a little information or something, right? That could be the little information they send. And of course you're going to have, again, because it's a one mob landing page, you're probably going to have a couple other assets right there. Um, you know, it could be uh, outreach from a trade show or another list, et cetera. So it, that, that one's, that one's kind of like your utility uh, baseball player where they can kind of, it can kind of play in a couple different positions. So I think it's fundamental to the, uh, to the repertoire of sales videos. Yeah. And I think that's even like a great place to think about starting rather than thinking about a specific use case. Like, should I do a signature video? Should I do this video? It's like, just do your elevator pitch, right? What's your 30 second elevator pitch? Like literally if you ran into a customer or prospect in the elevator (laughs) or on the street, they said, what do you do? You keep emailing me. Um, What would you say? Um, And I think that video, like you said, can just be used everywhere, which is, which, which makes it a great place to even just start as a first video. Um, so Kurt, you know, given you, you've taught, you know, a lot of folks how to do this, these, these approaches and, and probably dealt with a lot of, uh, um, uh, uh, things to, for folks to overcome is what do you think is like the toughest part for somebody getting started, you know, as they approach maybe their first video in a business sense, like what seems to be the toughest part for folks and how maybe has somebody you know, maybe an example, if one sticks out in your mind, has somebody kind of approached that and gotten over it? Yeah. Um, to me, it's kind of surprising. So I'll break it down a little bit. When, when we think about training, we think about there being three elements to the training, right? We think about training on the tools and equipment, which is both the hardware, right? Their iPhone and the software, one mop. Uh, it might be lighting, <clears throat> might be a green screen. But so level one is equipment and tools. They have to understand the mechanics, the fundamentals of the mechanics. And then number two is uh, scripting. Like, what, what are you going to say? <laughs> right? What are you going to say? And then, right. and then the third part of it is actual the performance, the performance. So the performance is, do you have energy and enthusiasm and hand gestures? And are you standing in front of a shadow? And, you know, all, all, all those types of things. So you've got the performance. So of those, of those three um, I think most people would be surprised to hear to hear the place people have the most difficulty is actually in number two, uh, which is which is yep. the script. Like what what yep. to say? What should I say? Which to me, uh, a lot of people think like, oh, it's going to be learned the technology. The technology is easy. The the technology is so good when you consider the power, the the power 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 of a smartphone and you know yep. really the fantastic UI of of a one mob. To me, the equipment is easy. That's the easiest of the three. Um, and the performance piece is like, yeah, the performance piece, again, if it's somebody, if it's a field person and they're used to going into a conference room and talking in front of a PowerPoint to people, they've got a little bit of that skill. Uh, if not, you know, they can go to Toastmasters or something and kind of get a feel for that on, on their feet, uh, uh, you know, talking and speaking. Right. But, but the toughest part, and, and that's why in our training, we, we write a lot of scripting playbooks for people. The hardest part is like, what am I going to say? Well, what do I say? And the, to me, that's, um, it's kind of surprising because 
<laughs> you know, we want to say to them, well, what would you say if you ha oh, were only using the telephone? What would you say if you were typing it in an email? I mean, it's usually the same message, but it just like freaks people out some sometime because they know there is going to be a camera on and they, they, they just get all flustered about what they would have normally said on the telephone or if the person was standing in front of them or if they were typing in an email. So that that's again, but luckily, luckily from a training standpoint, that's the easiest one to give them a crutch on because we can, we can go into the company again. Like I said, we have 16 different situations in there. I mean, we can, we can playbook and script all 16 for a company if they want to. Um, and that gives the sales reps a huge crutch to stand on. And then they, they pick up the mechanics of the equipment usually in one day. And then at that point, it's only about polishing a performance. Yeah. Delivering that message. And, right. uh, you know, if you're good at your role, then it just becomes natural to you. Just like talking on the phone, like you said, it's just, you know, funny when you add that extra element of video in there, especially if it's new to people that that can really kind of fumble them up. They could be the best salesperson, you know, at their company, but if they've never used video, it's always, you know, that, uh, um, that hesitation at first. So that's a really good point that it just feels different <laughs> yeah, it just, it does just like feel when you different. do video. Yeah. First time you turn that on. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I, I do want to make this point kind of for your listeners, guys, and I'm curious if you feel the same way, but you know, like I said, I, you know, I've been selling 30 years and, and, and gone through lots and lots and lots and lots of like the new technology. Um, I don't, I don't think, I can't think of anything that has a quicker curve to mastery than, than video, right? Me meaning that your, your first one, the difference between the first one and the 10th one that you maybe do two weeks later is unbelievable. Like, like the improvement, like you make a 50% improvement every single one. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, like if you go out and take play tennis or golf, you know, it takes you six months to make a 2% improvement and, and figure <laughs> to move that thing out. But, but to me doing the, 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 the one mob videos, the, the learning curve is so short and, and, and the improvement from each one is so marked that all you got to do is get people over the hump of doing their first two or three. Once they get over the first two or three, you know, it's like, all right, I, I, okay, I can see where this is going. And, and of course they're motivated. People are motivated because they see very quick progress in doing something. You know, again, apply it to any kind of a sport thing. If, if, if it takes you forever to see any kind of increment, you're going to drop it. But when yeah. you're making huge strides, you're like, wait, I just picked up a tennis racket and like three weeks later, I'm at the, winning the French Open. You're like, hey, this is pretty cool. So that's, that's what I really like about it is just the fast, fast, fast uh, curve toward mastery. Yeah, and I, I totally agree, Kurt. And I think that even two things there. One is just you see results quickly, right? And uh, you don't even have to make a perfect video, right? Like it's not trying to get a billion views on YouTube or you know, every single word doesn't be perfect. If you have some ums and ahs here and there, like it's fine, right? And you, even with a video that may not be perfect, you know, let's say it is your first, second, third, fourth video, like the results start coming in quickly and that motivates you. Like any other tool I've used, whether it be an email tool or otherwise, like it takes a little bit to start seeing the results and start, you know, 
implementing it and seeing the change. So I think because it, and then also it starts to feel really natural over any other, you know, tool. I I don't really like to use that word, but uh, you know, when you're standing in front of the video camera, at one point it just kind of, you forget that the camera is there. You don't have anything in your hands. You're not sitting in front of a computer or on a keyboard and it just starts to feel natural as if you were in that room pitching or, you know, talking to that customer in, in real life. Um, and I think that's what makes it easier to master as well. So I really like that. So what about some success stories? Uh, you know, you're working with a lot of clients that are using one mob, they're using other types of video. Are, is there anything you can share with us as far as things that you've seen clients do that they've really had success with? Or even, you know, I remember you posted about a one mob message uh, on LinkedIn a couple months ago uh, and kind of highlighted the tracking that was involved and it helped you kind of land that deal. Um, but you know, any success stories you can share with us? Uh, yeah, I'll share one of mine to share one of our clients. I mean, mine is really quick. It's the one you alluded to that I posted uh, on LinkedIn because essentially what happened was it was that situation where I had an internal champion. It was the uh, director of sales enablement thinking about hiring us for a gig. I made him a one mob video that had proposal and a couple of their descriptions on it. Um, I sent it, I sent it to him. This may have even been after work, to be honest, on the West Coast. I, I sent it to him like 4.50 or something like that p.m., um, and I got, I got an alert that he, you know, opened it within eight minutes and I thought, oh, you know, that's good. And then 10 minutes later, I got another alert that some other person opened it up and, uh, I didn't recognize, you know, it was an email, but I didn't know whose it was. So I played that game, went back to LinkedIn and I looked, go, oh, it was the CEO, CEO of the company, um, opens it up and the guy in my contact sends me an email like 15 minutes after that. And he's like, okay, we're doing the deal. So, <laughs> nice. it, I mean, it was really, it was in the span of a half an hour that, that first my connection looked at it. He sent it to the CEO. The CEO watched the video and basically gave the thumbs up and my guy come, comes back to me. So that, that was a really fast <laughs> cycle, right? Your mileage may vary, but, but that was really powerful. Um, because, it, because essentially it was a way for me, it was a way for me to present to the CEO without me presenting to the CEO. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's what it came down to. I was to. totally going to say that just like we were talking about earlier, you got to pitch instead of somebody else pitching. For exactly. You. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that, so that was, that was, that was a quick hit. Um, let me tell you about a big hit. So, uh, one of our actual mutual clients, you guys know, um, it was work, you know, kind of in the, in the, the data, data, telecom cloud world. Um, was, was working on a big deal and they had just done gone through the training with us that we partnered on and uh, they're, they're going through this thing. Well, one of their uh, salespeople um, ended up closing a $174,000 contract, uh, you know, where, yeah, big, right? So uh, where, where, where he said, you know, video, uh, you know, look, video didn't, wasn't the only reason they got it, but video was, was a part of it. Um, and, and he, the sales rep, uh, you know, reported back basically to his VP. He was like, Hey, thanks so much for, you know, for getting us the one mob and the video training with Ingresso and everything else. He goes, you know, I, I used the video in kind of the final thing. And he goes, I even, he's, and he forwarded back. He goes, I even got this comment from the CIO the CIO said, the CIO said, uh, Hey, I really liked your, uh, video. Uh, that was very fancy. We're looking forward to working with you. So, That's you know, awesome. the, fact, the fact that the CIO 
actually took the time to say that, <coughs> I think you can just sense what, what, what a powerful um, addition that is to a sales rep's toolkit. So, you know, lots of other success stories, but that's, that's a real quick one and a pretty big one. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's awesome, just that ability to create a memorable moment for somebody like that, right, that you're working with. Um, uh, I think it's so cool. Um, I, I'm curious, Kurt, uh, along the same lines of these stories, is there a video that you've seen, you know, and I've seen some of your videos, your creative ones, like skiing downhill and things like that, but is there a video that you've seen, um, maybe from yourself or otherwise, just the most creative one you can think of that worked, whether it's just got somebody a meeting, you know, maybe it was a prospecting thing and they were just trying to break into an account and finally got somebody to pay attention. Maybe just use video in a really creative way. Can you think of an example that maybe stood out in your mind? Um, yeah. One of, one of the ones that uh, kind of stands out in my mind was where the, where the salesperson uh, took advantage of the green screen technology um, and uh, sort of did the weatherman thing with the background being um, a certain web page on the customer's, their prospect's website, okay? So, uh, so they were making a, a particular point about some of the different marketing things that, that they could do for the prospect. And so, you know, they, again, they were standing there in front of this like seemingly giant version of their <laughs> web page, and they were pointing out a couple things like, you know, hey, we got a cold front coming in from uh, Omaha down here, and uh, you know, it, I mean, it's just a great way because it's That's it's cool. obviously super personalized, right? It's yeah. like they're talking about their web page and what they were doing in their marketing things, and just putting it right there, and so it was really. Um, you know, customize. And again, that was another one of those ones that got passed all around the company, right? You could just see everybody that's looking at it um, and really, really help them advance the sale. That's a good one. That's awesome. Yeah. So we got a couple more, you know, quick questions for you to answer uh, before we sign off today. Um, this first one I'm really curious about because I've had the opportunity to see you in action, not just in your videos, not just in social media, but also, um, you know, live in person in trade shows. I'm just curious, did you ever have like that fear of recording a video? Because we see that a lot, like people that are new to video that are just not ready for it. And, the, and it's really, you know, a little bit of a fear of the unknown, right? So did yep. you ever have that when you started making videos? I have to say no. <laughs> um, I didn't think so. Yeah, so I'm not a good case study for that question. You know, I have to say no. I mean, again, um, you know, I, I did Toastmasters when I started in sales. I was a professional speaker for a number of years. I did conferences and all those things. So I'm pretty much of a ham. And, and you know, if there's anything that has a, a camera and, a, and a, a spotlight on it, I'm going to run to it rather than away, away, away from it. Makes sense. What would you say to someone that does have that fear and, you know, isn't quite ready for this, but, you know, their organizations got them signed in for it? Uh, I would say e either uh, just, just, you know, force yourself to jump in and practice because of that very quick learning curve that we just talked about, e you know, either do that, or if you're a little more committed and, and, and you, and you really want to, want to, make a little bit more of a commitment and investment to, to, to advance your career, I would say join a Toastmasters group. I mean, Toastmasters to me is like the, the, the greatest kind of like simple 
um, career training you can do, right? You guys know what Toastmasters is? It's basically, mm -hmm. you know, there's like thousands of groups around the, the world. And it's just about public speaking and thinking on your feet and um, that type of thing. So that, that would be my advice. I love that. Now, th this next one doesn't have to be video related. It can be, it might be the same tip, but for somebody starting out in sales, right? They're about to start their first sales, you know, job and they come to you and say, Hey, Kurt, you know, um, like what's, what's something that you know now that I should know, right. As I'm getting started, um, anything that you wish you knew when you were first getting started in sales? Uh, I, I'll, I'll say this one. And I, I, I found myself being re-educated about this one, even a few times this year. Um, I would say this one that like the, the non a non-response, like a stuck deal or a non-response from somebody, somebody that you were having a legitimate sales process, prospecting call with, right? Not just mm -hmm. a very certain mm -hmm. earlier, but somebody you got into a sales cycle. Thing. Like, like sometimes the non-response um, does not always mean like you're out and the deal is over and it's done and they're not interested, right? I mean, stuff happens with people and with companies. Sometimes things happen that get them sidetracked for two weeks or two months or take their, right? Or their, again, it could have been a company uh, shift in direction. It can be a lot of time, you know, a personal thing that happened. So I've just was, I guess, reminded of that a few times this year when the deals that I thought disappeared and dried up for whatever unknown reason actually came back. And, and when you understand, and when I learned why, like it was, you know, something that nothing to do with me or my product and completely out of control and, and was completely logical. Right. And those yeah. things ended up coming back and closing. So I would just say, don't, don't always give up just because it seems like the normal back and forth of communications has stopped. There may be a reason for it. Um, sometimes you can find the reason. Sometimes you just got to be patient. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is that I think that the best course of action a lot of times in those cases is to just be patient, right? Because I think sometimes folks have a tendency to like just try to get that yes and the hammer on it. And then you end up right. kind of either burning your bridge or, you know, just making someone mad or taking somebody off or leaving a bad taste in someone's mouth. And, and you know, I don't think that helps you uh, in, yeah. in your course of action. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of sales leaders that are going to hear this are going to hate me, you know, us talking about being patient. But, but, but right. to me, to me, it, to me, it, it really depends on if if you can ask yourself or if you can look in the mirror and say, wait, did I really have a good a connection and relationship with that person? Did they really have an acknowledged right. pain, and did they really believe we could solve it? If you can answer yes to all of those, then I think you can be patient, right? But, but, but. It, but you got to make sure you can answer those three. Like, like we were really going, what happened? We were like really on track to do something. What happened? Um, that, that's when I think sometimes you can be a little patient. And I think the last point on that is, is you can also be patient when you have other opportunities. Well, right? I think a lot of time, like, like literally people, I mean, you force it because that's the only chance you have of hitting quota. Right. Right. Um, and, and so like that, if you don't do that, you're done, right? You're toast. So, you know, having options, allows you to be patient and do things the right way um, and, and, and build good relationships. And because and like you said, not everything is in your control. Things happen, people move around, you know, whatever happens. Um, so yeah, having those options. So maybe we redeemed ourselves with the sales leaders, Kirk, by telling people to build their pipelines too. <laughs> yeah, good, sounds good.
yeah, and, and timing's everything too. Um, but I will say one thing that you can send to that will usually stick in the back of your buyer's mind is that perfect video message. They're always going to remember that you sent it and when the time is right, hopefully they're going to come back to you. That's right. So we're going to wrap it up with one fun one for you. Um, superpower. We, we ask this on every podcast. What's the one superpower, Kurt, you would like to have and why? I think it's, a, it's I, like I, the toughest question we ask. Yeah. There's so many good ones. Yeah, like, I know. I want to be invisible. There's no wrong answer. There's do you no want to, do you want to, do you want to like, uh, be able to jump time? Um, but I, I think I'm going to go for fly. I'm, I think I'm going to go for, I would like to be able to fly Superman. Second style. one to say fly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fly. Fly. Okay. Flying That's a good one. Pretty good. Yeah. What, what, what's the craziest response you've had? Like one you didn't anticipate. Fly is pretty common, right? Yeah, we got fly. Somebody said something interesting. It was either like a combination of a couple of different superpowers, I mm. think, came up, which was interesting. Um, but, but fly has been the, the go-to, apparently. Every, uh, everyone just got back from vacation, and that, that plane ticket price is still... Oh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> could skip the TSA lines. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Well, guys, it's been a ball. I, I, I've enjoyed it. Even though we didn't have video on this, I, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I and know. Can't do I know. everything we'll, video. We'll, we'll have you on our webinar as well, uh, Kurt, one time. Uh, but we like to give folks something to listen to in the car. And we can't in good conscience yep, advocate exactly. for. Exactly. Or on the dog you know, walk. Yep. Yeah. We want people to you know, listen to us all the time. So uh, no, um, thank you, Kurt, for giving us the time and for you know, coming on and sharing your experience with everyone. Um, thanks again for, for joining us. All right, man. Be social. We will. All right. Thanks. thanks. thanks.